You're listening to the Beyond the Profi podcast, where we help you out of career burnout so that you can reclaim your personal freedom while pursuing your passion. I'm your host, Jasmine Haley, entrepreneur, influencer, and educator that will help empower you with our interviews, strategies, and straight talks. If you're ready to push past your comfort zone to your greatness, you have found the right podcast. Stay tuned and listen in. Hey, BTP family. This week's Straight Talk is all about signs when you know you need to hit the road, Jack. And don't you come back no more, no more, no more, no more. (laughs) Woo! I am raspy this morning, but I will tell you that When it comes to leaving your job, there are some clear signs that it's time for you to go when it's not working. Now, I have left plenty of jobs, um, and I would have to say that as I mature and I get older, the way that I leave is much different than when I left when I was 17 and 18 years old. There have been times when I have left situations At the very last minute, I didn't do the protocol of giving them two weeks notice. It was just way too toxic. They didn't have any regard for me. So I just left and um, let them know that I was leaving and didn't give two weeks notice. I'm not suggesting that that is a route that you should take, but I'm also not going to give you the picture that I've done everything perfectly in my entire career. So I will have to say that In the past, I would stay in situations for way too long. I've been in uh, toxic work environments for multiple years. I've stayed in jobs that were very toxic because I needed pay to take care of my family. And so, you know, there will be situations where you have to deal with the responsibility of taking care of yourself. And sometimes it requires you to suck it up and to just stay in a situation in order to move forward. But that does not mean that in the process of you knowing that, hey, this place isn't going to work for me and it's time for me to move on, that you aren't prepping yourself for the next level, for the next step of where you're going to be. So I want you to know that as we, as I'm going through these different um, signs that it's time for you to leave your job, if you feel like, okay, I have the answer, it doesn't mean that you need to quit tomorrow. It means that now you need to prep yourself to figure out how is it that I'm going to get to the next step. So for instance, one job, I knew that this was not the place. It took me a year to get to the next step for me. And so I had to be patient throughout and know that this is not for the long term. What is it? What skills do I need to learn? What other uh, qualities do I need to obtain to get to the next level of where I want to be? And and so now I give myself about three months to know whether or not a job is a good fit for me or not. If I happen to stay longer than that, then that shows that this is something that can, can work out. 
um, for me. I have made the resolution to never ever be in a position again where I would be taking on a job where I would stay for a very extended long time and ultimately affect my health because that's where I was just a few years ago. So let's go over some signs on when to know it's time. Here's the first one. You're bored. You're bored. Okay. It's so funny when I look at my kids and you can learn so much from children when they're bored, they are done. Like there's no energy. There's no, I'm going to fake it and smile it and make it work. It's, it's nothing there. And what happens is that when my children feel that way, then their actions and the energy that they put out and everything else that they do going forward with that particular situation will be exactly how they feel on the inside. And because we are a health profession or because you're serving the communities that you serve, we cannot be in a position where we feel completely bored. And let me explain to you why. I come from a public health background and I have to think about trauma and the fact that my patients are dealing with trauma, right? Can you imagine that I come in because I feel like my job is boring, that when someone comes in and it's been 10 plus years since they've been seen, I'm going to seen that I'm going to give them that same type of boring energy, that energy where you're like, oh, I just, I hate this job. When you deal with vulnerable populations, and this doesn't have to be just in public health, this can be in any type of any type of environment, any type of setting. If you're not serving 100%, then that ultimately trickles down. You will see that effect. I've seen people who are miserable at their work and it trickles down and affects other people. If you're going to be miserable, how about you do that at your own house, okay? When you're working with the public, it's really not serving anyone. In fact, it could harm individuals. And I've seen it happen in academia. I've seen it happen in professional associations. I've seen it happen in the clinical setting. We've all seen it happen, but people stay because they have to pay bills, right? And I get that. I understand that. Totally understand that. But after the loss of my mother unexpectedly five years ago, and I was just recently listening to an audio book from Oprah about finding your purpose in life, who in their right mind wants to stay in a situation and be miserable for their entire life? We only have an X amount of years to truly fulfill what we were brought here on this earth to do right? To be our greatest version of ourselves, to be our fullest selves. And we're wasting it by, by staying in a position or in an environment that's not where you need to be. So for me is, is that, yes, you can still take care of your family. You can still do the things that you need to do, right? You're still going to have to make some sort of sacrifice. But best believe that Jasmine Haley We'll be learning whatever I need to learn on the side. Once I set out my goals, once I write out my goals, I will get to that next level, whatever that level may be, whatever that decision may be. So that's the first one, being bored. Next one, 
feeling unappreciated. And let me tell you something. Sometimes there are instances where you may feel unappreciated and it's a narrative that you're creating in your head. So let's not ignore the fact that sometimes we make up stories in our head. Okay, can I get an amen with that? We make up stories in our head and we are adamant that the manager, that my boss, that the dentist, whoever, because I have people outside of the dental industry listening to the podcast, shout out to you. We ultimately think because of this shame or scarcity mindset, as Brene Brown speaks about, that we have this mindset that, oh, they don't like me. Oh, they don't appreciate me. So sometimes we self-sabotage and let's keep it real. So we're talking about you taking the necessary steps to be mindful and truly self-aware and honest with yourself on what the current situation is. Yes. Can you be at a job where you feel unappreciated? Heck yeah. So now that you've done that soul searching and realize it's not the narrative in your head, when you feel unappreciated, it's not about you wanting that boss or that manager or the person that's overseeing you to be singing your praises all day long. Now, we're not asking for that, but we're asking for just a smidge of acknowledgement for your efforts, just a smidge or recognition that you are working. That is something that can lead to some extreme frustration. And that frustration of not being recognized for the work that you're doing can ultimately lead you to the place of feeling bored or it can lead you to the place of feeling unfulfilled, which is a clear sign that, hey, you got to go. And you may be in a situation where this particular person is never, ever going to acknowledge your, your efforts, so you've got to come to the conclusion, like everything else may be going right with the job, but your manager will never recognize your efforts. You may need to come to conclusion, is this the con- kind of work environment I'm going to stay in? Can I deal with not having that recognition at all? And if you can't, then you need to choose what works best for you and what culture works best for you. But if you can, then that one minor thing may be not a full reason why to hit the road, Jack. Okay. So here's the next one. You are not set up for success. I can't stress this enough. There will be places that you may have experienced in the past or maybe in the future where you are not set up for success. They hire you. They bring you in. You're a deer court in headlights. Nothing is organized. You have no clue where anything is. You ask someone a question. They're not giving you any guidance. They're not accessible. And when they do give you any type of feedback, it's something that's completely negative and they're not coming from a place where they want to see you succeed. You need to understand that these places do exist and know that they will perhaps never, ever support you. If they're not wrapping their arms around you the first couple of weeks of your job and making sure that you understand the processes that are in that facility or wherever the location may be, or if you're working virtually from home, if they're not taking the time to train you and to treat you with some sort of dignity and respect within that training, then boo boo, (laughs) it ain't going to change. Okay. And literally I've been in situations like that and I have felt like, oh my gosh, I just, 
whoa, I don't even think I'm going to be able to continue forward. Ooh, oh, ooh, I'm sorry. Now I'm scared to ask a question. You've been there, right? You're scared to even say anything because as soon as you say something, you, your neck, your head gets bit off, right? Or as soon as you ask a question, uh, they give you maybe a quarter of what the answer is and hope you figure out the, ne- the last three quarters. Let me tell you, that's a work culture that will lead to frustration. That is a work cu- culture that you honestly cannot grow. Now, if you're a resourceful person like I am, at some point, you will learn whatever it is that you need to learn. But if you're also a person like I am that has other things going on in my life that have greater value, well, that that thing where I'm not really getting the support in order to continue the work that I'm doing, you'll drop that on the wayside. And who likes to work or be in the situation where you're not putting 100% into it. You're not really serving at your highest level. I'm all about at this time really focusing on what can I do? How, How can I serve at my highest level? Because I'm about making a contribution and a legacy in my life. And it's not just in dentistry. It's just in life in general. I want to be in a situation where it's the end of my life and my children and the people that I love and care for know that I gave it my all. I gave all that I can to truly make a difference. And so when it comes to being not set up for success, these places these places do exist. And sometimes not being set up for success where you have a gatekeeper that's not willing to give you the information and they're like, oh, no, I'll do it. When you're, it's supposed to be your job that you're doing, this may be a situation where they don't want to see you successful or there may be even some fear based on the level of, of success that you could achieve. That's real talk, y'all. It happens. There are people that are in situations or positions and they see someone coming in with light, with energy, with the willingness to learn, with the ability to succeed and maybe even succeed over them. And they hold back. They they don't give what's necessary for you to move forward. So you've got to ask yourself, is this a situation I want to stay in or is this one that I need to consider leaving? Next, your coworkers are toxic. There is no team effort. There is no support. So you may have a supportive manager, but then your coworkers and your colleagues that you have to work with are doing things to undermine you. They're doing things to uh, not support you in your efforts, and they are making it extremely hard for you to do your daily task. These places exist. So you need to ask yourself, whether it's in my manager or my boss or the people, the, the entire company's culture that's off, or it, is it just my coworkers? What level can you personally deal with? For me, I know that I'm no longer going to deal with situations like that. So if you see that I've worked in, the, in or I've taken an opportunity and it doesn't last, more than likely, it's because it's not a good fit for me right? Or it could be a toxic work environment. 
whatever the case may be, anything that I do now has to be aligned with my values and my goals. And yes, I do still do some work that I may not be all the way happy to do because I have a family to take care of. But I know that still in that in, in that decision, I still have so many other beautiful aspects in my life where I'm actually fulfilling my life's legacy. And that's why I encourage anyone who's listening to this podcast to consider if you're miserable at your work, what are you doing on the outside for yourself? What are you doing specifically for the inner person within you, something that ignites and reignites and lights up that fire within your heart. What are you currently doing? Because a lot of us who are miserable at our work job or place of employment, we aren't doing really anything other than going to work, coming home, cooking dinner, taking care of family, laying back down, going to sleep, wake back up, and then and do it all over again. There's nothing really else in life happening that really excites you. So at the same time, you may be able to stay in a situation where your environment that you're working in isn't really the most positive reinforcing environment because you have another life outside of it. So there's almost like a, like, I mean, it sounds cliche, but this is what it is. You really have to list list those pros and cons and see what truly works for you. At the end of the day, that's all that matters. All right. Here's the next one. You don't like the company culture, which goes along with being with toxic coworkers, which goes along with being with a manager or, um, boss that's not supporting you or setting you up for success. The company culture could also be the values that they align themselves with. And so anyone that I will work with, I want to make sure that the company values align, or at least I see the vision of where they're trying to take their company or where they want to be. But if I find out within that acceptance of working in in um, this facility or place of employment that our values aren't aligned, then it's time for me to hit the road, Jack, right? So you have to make sure that your values, your ethical values, okay, your ethical duties are all aligned and it's something that is a value for both. Because if your culture of what you view as important is not fulfilled within that place of employment, then that may be a sign that your job will get frustrating at some point and you need to leave. The next is your health is at risk. Now I got to pump the brakes for this one right here because I can't tell you what in the world was I thinking when I was in the midst of a health crisis while I was working at this toxic environment. And I'm talking about anxiety through the roof. I'm talking about laying on the floor, belly curled over, in pain, gastrointestinal issues because of stress, y'all. Now, many of you have heard my story. You have heard what has happened to me. And I'm telling you, I stayed in environments, multiple Because of, I I just, you know, I'm a glutton for punishment, right? (laughs) I've stayed in multiple environments 
And here I am, sick as I don't know what, going to the emergency room, going to go find out about getting a gastroscopy, colonoscopy for stress. And it was stress. As soon as I left the environment, I was good. So this is not a, oh, well, I'm so stressed out and it's been seven days. I'm talking about multiple years, multiple years. And just like that, my body said, enough is enough. I'm out of here, chick. Let's go. So when it comes to your your position and if you see that your health is, is getting at risk, whether it's depression, whether it's anxiety, whether it's suicide ideation, let's keep it 100% real. Mental health is something serious. Whether you're getting physical ailments, high blood pressure, gastrointestinal issues, if your health is at risk, you got to go. You have to go. You have to go. You've got to take whatever position you can get to get the heck up out of there. Because nothing is worth your health and decreasing the years on your life for a job. And I can't tell you how many people have done it. And I'm one of them. I'm one of them. But seeing the sacrifices my mother made and seeing what has happened to her and her body and just her health in general, because she really honestly didn't know, didn't understand what else was out there. She was a single parent. She did the best that she could. But I tell you, I think of her every single time, whenever I'm in a situation, whenever I feel like my throat is closing on me, whenever I feel like I get some of those triggers from some of those traumatic work environments or professional associations I work with, I don't stay. I'm out. I'm out because it's not worth it. I know that I am able to figure it out without them. And I don't have to be in a situation where my health is put at risk. So if you feel like your health is put at risk, and now that's just emotional, right? I'm talking about everything emotionally, but let's go to the clinical side. If I feel like I've had a conversation about infection control and that infection control is still subpar and is putting me at risk for contracting some communicable disease, I'm out. I'm not staying. And and here's the thing. There are a lot of places of employment in, in healthcare that, especially in dentistry, because dentistry is not going to be regulated by the state unless someone calls calls it on them or decides to contact OSHA. The state board is another option. I think about like, is my health, putting my health at risk is also putting my family at risk, which is why I say infection control is another no-no um, for me and, and what my standard is. And hopefully for you, it's the same, not just for yourself, but for the community as a whole. That we have a responsibility as healthcare professionals to also protect the community. And here's our final takeaway from our conversation today. This is truly a dead-end position. We're not talking about just advancement and the services you can provide. We're talking about they just want you to be a chat and polish hygienist or a drill and fill dentist, or they just want you to do the bare minimum 
and really not excel or exceed in any other way. This is somewhere where you have no growth at all. And when you're in a dead end position, you're more than likely going to be in the same position I was just a few years ago where you no longer care. Care to the point where you start letting your responsibilities slide. You don't show up to work as often. You don't take care of anything that you need to do for your position. That's when you know you are truly done. And the whole point of us listing out all of these things for you today is to realize that you don't want to get to that place of no longer caring. So take a real long, deep inhalation and exhale out, inhale in and exhale out and inhale in and exhale out and give yourself some real straight talk and honestly ask yourself with everything that was listed, work-life balance is non-existent. They constantly want you on. Your health is at risk. There's mental strains. Co-workers are toxic. There's no team effort. You're not being set up for success. The managers of your position are not taking the time to give you proper guidance. They're not accessible. They, you feel unappreciated. They're refusing to acknowledge anything that you're putting forth ever. You're bored. You feel like it's a dead end position. You don't like the company culture. You no longer care. Don't waste another second. Don't waste another breath doing anything where you're not creating that legacy and being the best version of yourself. So what does that mean? Let's put in that plan. Let's put the plan in to see, okay, what does this mean for me? What are some of my goals? What is it that I want to achieve? What else can I do to live a fulfilling life? It doesn't mean that you need to start a business. It may mean that you need to do more volunteer work to serve others from the heart. Or you may need to take some more time just for yourself to care for yourself. So you're not feeling like you want to leave your job. Maybe some of these factors are not here that are listed here that you're dealing with, but internally you're struggling because you aren't taking care of the person within. Whatever it is, act now, act now, act now by creating a plan on what the next steps you're going to take. You're not going to act now and say, oh, I'm going to quit and just be done. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Because I always plan. I always plan out. This is the next step for me. This is what I'm going to focus on. These are the goals that I want to achieve. So what are you doing? What are you doing and focusing on next? You can't just say, I'm going to quit my job and have no plan. You have no goal. You have no clue who you are. You have no idea what next step you're going to take. There has to be some sort of plan of what you're trying to achieve. All right, BTP family. Let me know at BTP events at beyondtheprofi.com what you thought of this episode. If you felt like there were some more signs that you may need to leave your job, let me know. We'd love to get this discussion. Join us at beyondtheprofi.com. You can listen to more podcasts, forward slash podcasts, or join our Facebook group, Beyond the Profi um, Community, 
where we actually take the time to share information and support one another. I love my community. I love growing with you all. I love sharing this knowledge and this information. I love hearing your stories. Don't be afraid to email me. Don't be afraid to reach out to me via social media. I love to interact with you all. And I may even have you as a guest. Who knows, right? You know, in just a few short weeks, we have the Inspire the Future Summit. We've got some awesome, awesome sponsors, SDI, Dentsply, Serona, uh, Sunstar, Parkell. There's so, oh my gosh, I'm going blank here. (laughs) Voco. We've got some amazing sponsors that are sponsoring our upcoming event in about six weeks. I am over the moon because we are inspiring the future. We're making a difference in the lives of student dental hygienists. And we can only do that by shaping and supporting the educators that are in the trenches every day making a difference in their lives. I can't wait to see you guys next week. And uh, stay tuned for this Friday's interview. Make sure that you subscribe to our podcast and check out our YouTube page. We are now going to be placing some of our interviews on there so you can actually see us live, you know, in the flesh, right? So take a look at our YouTube page, Beyond the Profi. We would love for you to join us. Start interacting with us. We love hearing from you and we can't wait to see you next time. Peace. Thanks for tuning in to the show. We value each and every one of you. Dive in deeper by visiting the show notes for this episode or listening to more episodes on beyondtheprofi.com. If you found value in the show, share with a friend and leave us a review. We will see you next time, BTP family.